are joined by Jim Moran, CISO of Lifelong Learner Holdings. We're very happy to have Jim join us on the podcast today because he's had extensive experience as a CISO. And uh, I'm sure from all that experience, he's got some great advice to give today. So uh, thank you, Jim. How are you today? Great, Gene. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're really excited. I got to meet Jim at a CISO event in Philly And I was really impressed with his bio and thought he'd be a great guest. So uh, let's jump into it, Jim. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your journey and becoming a CISO. Uh, I know you started as an engineer and now you've been a CISO for quite a long time. How did that all uh, take place? Yeah, so I did start as an engineer and not a uh, security or IT engineer. The journey to CISO has been a long one and certainly not a straight line. You know, I'm on the uh, seasoned end of the career spectrum. So my engineering education and practice uh, was a while ago, which happened to be right around the time that uh, simulation was becoming a thing. You know, we were still building stuff in the lab, but as much as that, we were, you know, doing it on a computer. So simulation required computers. Those computers became networked. You know, in hindsight, the timing was somewhat useful in that I had the opportunity, but, you know, really no choice to learn all that stuff. (laughs) You had to learn to code. You had to learn, you know, how this stuff worked. Yeah. And then, you know, first job out of school was in industrial control, you know, places like refineries, power plants, Mm -hmm. so forth. And I became uh, kind of fascinated with the networking and IT aspects of that. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I think the seeds of my uh, cyber interest were probably planted back then. You know, it was moving from proprietary technologies to things like, you know, running a chemical plant on Windows, which had all kinds of uh, interesting implications uh, and problems to be solved. You know, I I always say in that business, when a project blew up, we meant it. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and from what I understand, unfortunately, some of those plants are still being run by uh, old Windows machines. So yeah, that's a whole nother episode for us. Yeah, to- for, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, you know, as they say, the rest is history, kind of, you know, progressively responsible, you know, positions. Um, you know, I think the thing I would point out in my journey, too, is that it's not been a linear one, you know, for the listeners, you know, I've gone from individual contributor to leadership and management, back to individual contributor, back and forth and back and forth. So, you know, if people think that they need to pick a fork in the road and stay with it, I have simply found that not to be true. You know, there are crossover lanes, so to speak. Right. Absolutely. It's a journey for sure. And I think uh, one of the things we try to reiterate to our listeners, uh, especially the people new to cyber, where now there's educational degrees and certifications. Uh, back when many of our current CISOs started out, there wasn't even the role of CISO didn't exist and cybersecurity didn't exist. So I think our listeners have a big advantage in terms of uh, getting excited about the industry. And there's a lot of people like you that have been trailblazing to help them on the learning curve of getting into this industry. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a, uh, you know, a leg up that we have today. I've had the privilege to serve on a couple of uh, academic advisory boards at universities. And uh, yeah, that's been exactly it. It's just been really cool to see that evolution from uh, nothing, really, as you say, to uh, cyber aspects in, let's say, a, you know, comp sci program to now cybersecurity programs themselves. And then, you know, whether it's higher ed or certification or what have you, I, I think matters less as it is that there is a uh, targeted curriculum. It's a great evolution of what's going on in the marketplace, which creates great opportunities for everybody. So uh, when you're looking for an entry-level employee on your cyber team, what are the things you're looking for? Honestly, when I'm looking for anyone, but certainly entry-level folks, it's really capacity and drive to learn. 
I mean, you know, you got to have the technical chops to do the job, right? But that's table stakes. I mean, let's face it, anything any of us are doing today, certainly on the technology side, is going to change in, what, two to three years? Generously. faster, right? Yeah, (laughs) generously. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that capacity and drive to learn is, uh, to me, really overriding. You know, I'm a big fan of behavioral interviewing. So if you were to look at my... uh, you know, my questions and probes in an interview, it's all about what did you learn? How did you learn it? Did you do it by yourself? How did you apply it? How was it different than what you did before? You know, all all those sorts of things. No, it makes sense. Are there any practical things that you could give for guidance for people that want to display those things on a resume or other ways that, you know, before you get to meet them, how can they differentiate themselves by showing those characteristics? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, what you mentioned earlier about some of the certification and education is certainly one example, you know, and of course, there's many different schools of thought on the value of that. But I think uh, regardless of what it is, again, it shows that commitment, that desire to learn, that intellectual curiosity. And I think that's important. And then, yeah, other, you know, kind of resume builders is do elaborate a little bit on your jobs and what you've done and, you know, include facts and figures if you have them. The more specific, without being eight pages long, the more specific a resume can be in terms of, you know, what the individual did and how it contributed to the excess of the team or company, that catches my eye. Yeah, that's great advice. And we have one theme when it comes to certifications, like, please don't spend a lot of money. Great to do some of it, but unfortunately, there's a lot of scammy types of things out there where people can spend tens of thousands of dollars and then they get to meet somebody like you and you're like, what is this? I've never heard of this thing, right? So just be careful, seek guidance, go to Twitter, go to LinkedIn, ask people if they, you know, for the guidance of what you think, you know, what they should be looking for so they don't get scammed out of money they probably don't have. So yeah. As the dad of a uh, college student and a high school student, I'm a stickler for ROI on education. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I've I've got uh, one finished, one halfway, and uh, another one just about to start, you know, the college tour. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. ROI is everything. I agree with you. So next question is one I'm pretty passionate about, uh, which is mentoring. And I know you've done quite a bit of it. And what is the piece of career advice you tend to give most frequently when you're doing mentoring? Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of mentoring on career progression, it's kind of the things we just talked about, you know, think about intellectual curiosity, think about lifelong learning, no pun intended with the company I work for now. But um, (laughs) when we're talking even about, you know, career decisions and paths, especially with cyber, but I think more generally IT and, and maybe many other jobs, it's not monolithic. I talk to a lot of people who say, hey, I want to get into cyber. So, okay, that's great. But that's like saying, you know, I want to be, you know, a teacher. Do you want to teach English? Do you want to teach math, high school, university? You know, so it's not monolithic. Do you want to be the uh, character you see on TV that's, you know, doing what we would call, you know, penetration testing or ethical hacking? Or do you want to be a manager or do you want to be a compliance person? Because those have very different, you know, no surprise to this audience, I'm sure, very different aspects, very different things you'll need to do, some of which you might like and some of which you might not so much. Absolutely. And I think just going back to one of your first points you made when you're talking about your own career, it's not a linear up and to the right. It's a journey and enjoy the journey. And sometimes it's going to go perfect and sometimes it's going to go totally different. And that could be the best thing that ever happened to you. So just planning's great, but understand there's a lot of uh, forks in the road. 
Yeah. And most of the time, it'll be all of the above in terms of how it goes, right? All at once. Absolutely. So last question, uh, you told us when you're thinking about entering the cybersecurity industry, it's important to recognize what gives you energy and what takes it away. Can you explain to your listeners what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. You know, this concept of what you draw energy from and what draws energy from you, I learned this years ago from an awesome executive coach I worked with, you know, among the many things that have stuck with me over the years, this is probably the biggest one. And the key message is, it's not about value judgments, right? It's not about something being good or bad, or I want to do it, or I have to do it. But think of it in terms of exactly as you said, what do you draw energy from and what draws energy from you? And the, um, the interesting point is you can find things that you really like that draw energy from you. I've done tons of these, as you probably have, you know, personality type assessments and so forth over the years, right? So probably like many of us in this industry, I'm a bit of an introvert. Maybe you don't peg that way, but I do. (laughs) You know, so things like, you know, stand-up meetings and staff meetings and all staffs and, um, you know, communications and audits, they tire me, but they're important and I'm excited by them, right? So it's a conundrum that that concept has helped me work through. But also to your point of career pathing, you know, kind of add up the things that you draw energy from and that draw energy from you. Because if you got too much on the draw from side, it's going to be a tough go. Great advice. I think about uh, my CTO and I uh, in the brain mapping that we've done, we're polar opposite when it comes to under stress. Yeah. Because under stress, he goes internal to fix the problem. And I call a meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like two there different ways to solve a problem. And to your point, it's not value judgment. It's not right or wrong. It's actually quite helpful to recognize that my team member would much rather, you know, really give us some deep thought than to jump into a meeting kind of, you know, whiteboard, whether in person or virtual on that type of thing. So I think that's really a great point. And just to add to that, I think from a career perspective, if you can think about those things, you'll have a much more fulfilling more likely to be successful in those environments where you have a balance and you recognize those two types of things. And uh, and you explain those to your coworkers. It's not to say like, hey, I won't attend any meetings because they take energy away. That's not a realistic point of view, but to get them to understand like, hey, before we jump into a meeting, maybe I need a half an hour to collect my thoughts so I can be a more productive member of that team. So I think that's absolutely great guidance. And uh well, Jim, I knew you were going to be a great guest and uh, you absolutely were. So thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on uh, a career in cybersecurity. Just a reminder to our listeners looking to get and kind of up their skills in cybersecurity, you can get one year free of our content from ThreadX Labs, which is 140 hours of the latest and greatest cyber training. So it covers a wide variety of topics. So uh, please go to academy.threadx.com. Use the promo code podcast. And again, you can get a free year of that content. Thank you again, Jim. I really enjoyed our conversation. I know our listeners will also enjoy this episode. Great, Gene. Thanks so much. It was great talking to you today. Mm-hmm.